Here are nine takeaways from going sober for 90 days in 2020. Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host Deepak Sharma and I'm trying something a little bit new. Uh, people have kind of told me that I should get into solo podcasting and get on here and just rant because, you know, I like to do that a lot. Um, it's super weird for me because I just feel super weird just talking to a camera in a room all alone. But got to get out of your comfort zone. That's what I, I always talk about. So practice what you preach. Um, I think I'm just going to get on here and just rant about things like leveling up. Uh, that's that's pretty much what I'm all about. I love uh, personal development. I really like um, you know trying to trying to get better in many different areas of life. So I figured I'd share some of those lessons with you guys as well. I would love to hear some feedback. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about the podcast as well. And um, yeah, so let's just get into it. Uh, the first episode of I think I'm gonna call this the journey to success. Um, because I feel like I'm not successful yet, but I will be. And why not join me on the journey and the road to getting there? So anyways, getting back to it, I think this first episode is going to be about um, nine things I learned going sober for 90 days. And you know, this is something that's um, a little weird to talk about because um, I'm by no means an addiction specialist or, or you know, a therapist or in any position to be telling you how you should live your life. And I'm not here to judge you or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, so I'll preface this to say that, you know, if, if you if you do feel like you might have a problem, um, seek professional help. Um, but I'll just share with you my kind of experience and my journey. Um so for me, I've never really considered myself as somebody like with with a problem uh, with alcohol or, or substances. Uh, by many standards, I'd be considered an average drinker, uh, someone would just who'd have a drink here or there, um, you know, going out to a bar or a club or, you know, you know, going out with some friends or just having a drink. I'm not proud of these things. These are not things to boast or brag about. Um, but you know, anyways, all that to say, back in 2019, I decided I'm going to do one month um, completely sober. Uh, and so I decided to do the month of September. I did uh, September completely sober. And that was interesting. I found it really difficult. And um, so I, I kind of resolved to, you know, for 2020 to do at least two months sober. And here I am three months later, uh, completely you know, not having done any of those substances. And um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about some of my takeaways from that. And, uh, you know, I'm always striving to experiment with myself and see, you know, what substances have a control over me and what, you know, what things, you know, that I can live without or what I, I do enjoy. And, you know, one of those things was coffee. I'm like, I'm going to keep coffee in my life. So that's uh, that's the one thing that I did not give up for this past three months. But otherwise, I went cold turkey on everything. So um, let's just get into it. The first thing is, um, 
yeah, so the first few weeks are very weird. That that was that was the main takeaway there. Um, if you're used to cracking up a cold one on on a Friday night, partying with friends on the weekend, or even enjoying some wine with dinner, um, the first few weeks can feel super weird. Like we are creatures of habit, and if you are used to just having a drink here and there, or going out with your buddies, or letting loose. It's definitely gonna. It's gonna be a bit of a change. You're you're disrupting your habits, and you know you start to question like, man, was I an alcoholic? Like, did did I have a problem? Um, and yeah, you just that that was kind of the the first thing that I was like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. Um, the second thing is alcohol is everywhere, and when I say everywhere, like I mean wherever you go, you realize when you're sober that. Um, alcohol is absolutely everywhere. Um, look, I love I love to drink. I I like that feeling of having a, having a drink and your shoulders kind of letting loose after a long day of stress and pressure. But um, I just feel like it's become so ingrained and normalized in our society to have a drink that it's almost like you're almost the weird person if you don't have a drink. And I experienced that as well. It's like Wait, what do you mean? Like, so, um, you know, every corner you go, there's some kind of bar, restaurant, club that's serving alcohol. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just you you really realize how prevalent it is when you're not having a drink or or even a smoke or, or whatever this substance may be. This kind of applies to a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of number two. Number three, this one's really obvious, but I think we do lose sight of it, is that alcohol is literally poison. It's something that we, you know, we almost celebrate and like we use it as something to um, let loose, like I said before. And, you know, it's wine o'clock. I hear all those. I see those memes and all that kind of stuff. But you, you have to remember that at the end of the day, your body doesn't care about all that. Um, it still has to process the alcohol. Your liver is working overtime. You're becoming dehydrated. Um, I'm no scientist or medical expert or anything, but I'm pretty sure it's not good for your brain and development. And you know, you guys can look into all that kind of stuff yourself. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and like spout off a bunch of studies about the the dangers of alcohol. It's pretty obvious. It's something that we all know, but we just kind of accept and just you know it is what it is uh because we do we enjoy it and trust me i'm like i'm not trying to be on some kind of high horse here like i'm i'm better than you because i did this thing like that's not the angle i'm trying to go out here it's just kind of just like a reminder you know that yeah like alcohol is poison man um number four so you start to learn who really has your back um Social situations can be the biggest challenge when you're getting off drinking. Um, you know, once you kind of get past the first few weeks and that hump of like, you know, not just drinking just to drink or, you know, your normal habits, uh, it actually becomes pretty easy to just not have a drink. Like if you even if you have some at your house, you're just like, I'm just I'm just not going to have it. Like, that's OK. It's the social situations where you, you can get trapped and feel that FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. And then I just find it like it can be, it can, that, was, that was probably one of the most challenging parts is like, you know, I, I think I started it um, February 1st and, 
you know, to all my football fan friends out there, um, the Super Bowl is February 2nd. So I can't remember a Super Bowl where I didn't get hammered or just have a bunch of drinks. And so that was like my first test. And, you know, even some people were like, yo, just have a drink. And, um, you know, anytime I'd go out to a bar or a club or a restaurant, and everyone's drinking, you feel that peer pressure. And then people would even hand you shots and you'd be like, oh no, I'm good. Um, and like, you'd be, you'd be met with like, what do you mean? Like, almost like, almost like people would be like, yo, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Like, yeah, everything's fine. I'm just not, I'm just taking a little break from drinking. And so, you know, I would say that like 98% of people are extremely supportive when you kind of explain to them what you're doing and, and you know, your reasons for it and whatever. But even then, you'll still have people who, who might even mean well, like honestly, but they'll just be like, yo, just one shot. Like what's one shot going to do? And it's like, we all know that just one shot or like the, the just one drink is never just one drink. So, um, I, I, I will give myself a pat on the back for never slipping up even once um, because it's just so easy to make exceptions like, oh, it's this person's birthday or, oh, you know, this person just got married or, oh, you're on a date or, oh, this, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, if I, I'm in the camp, like if you're doing something, just do it right. Um, but yeah, you start to really learn who's got your back and you start to realize, okay, well, some people really do have your best interests at heart. And even um, even those who, like, you might explain to them, like, yo, I'm just not drinking right now. And, and they'll turn around and be like, yo, I appreciate that. Like, I like the wave that you're on. Like, blah, 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 talk to me about it. Or, hey, like, why don't you get this non-alcoholic drink? Or, like, yo, why don't you, here's, here's this or some alternative. Like, you really, like, you take note of that. Like, okay, yo, this person, like, this person actually, like, understands and gets it um so yeah like you realize you realize who you can kind of look in the eye and say like yo this person you know understands what you're trying to do um so number five is your productivity skyrockets now i can't stress this point enough um the easiest way to illustrate this if you're a social drinker like me um you know, or, or just, you know, having a drink on, uh, on Friday or Saturday nights, um, you know, you just earn two extra days in your week. I cannot stress enough how detrimental hangovers and just being dehydrated and staying up late and, and eating shitty food, which are all things that kind of come with drinking, um, for the most part, those, those things are not good for, your productivity like i don't care how you want to cut it i am absolutely one of those people who um you know when even when i go on a bender or go all, out all night or something like crazy crazy night i'll still get whatever i needed to get done that like next day but what i've realized from all this is i'm just a shell of who i can be when i you know, when I was sober, like when I, when I was sober, I got my Saturdays and Sundays back, if you will, like I straight up was just crushing it and, and reaching all my goals on the weekend when many people were recovering or not even awake yet. And that's not to put anyone down, like 
I don't want to sound like I'm better than anybody. It's literally just, we're all capable of this. It's just taking a second to examine our own habits and behaviors. So, you know, to me, one of the biggest things on that whole productivity note is, you know, you might think that you're somebody who's still going to wake up and go to the gym. You're still going to, you know, get the work done or go to work or do whatever you like had to do that day. But what you don't know is how much better you could be at those things if you're not battling against your body and, you know, all the inflammation and all the dehydration and all the all those things like all kind of ties into that but getting your productivity back was a huge takeaway for me and I've been able to you know in this past three months do things that I've I it might have taken me a year to do those things so like I can't speak I can't stress this point enough that you know your productivity is really really gonna improve if you if you take some time off um, number six Alcohol keeps you from dealing with your own emotions. Now, when you stop drinking, um, even that first week or two weeks, like you're, you might be like, you might actually be sad. Like from my personal experience, I was like, bro, this kind of sucks, man. Like it's Friday. You know, I just want to crack open a beer or have a couple of drinks with some friends or just, you know, it comes back to kind of my earlier point that, you know, this is just the societal, like, this is just your habits and society and your environment, and you've just gotten used to this. But when you stop cold turkey drinking or smoking or whatever, you have to deal with your emo your own emotions head on. And that's a crazy revelation because having to sit there with your own thoughts and feel everything, it's it's incredible. Like you learn to appreciate the the good and the bad um, and ride the waves of emotions that you might have with daily events and things going on. Like, like I was sober during the, you know, when COVID really started ramping up and this would normally, in normal circumstances in my life, be an excuse for me to stay at home and just drink and just chill or have friends over or just you know just numb any emotions or pain or anything that i'm feeling so you know kind of the big point there is like being sober allows you to just be comfortable with yourself um and and just be alone with your own thoughts and be you and actually i said it's being comfortable but it's actually being comfortable being uncomfortable so Damn, man, like that's actually kind of deep. I know I say this podcast is not that deep, but sometimes it's fucking deep. Uh, <laughs> um, this one, number seven, this is a big one for anyone who's still listening to this. Uh, you save a ton of money from not drinking alcohol, like an insane amount of money. The shit's not cheap. And I don't care if you're somebody who just has a, a bottle of wine once a week you know, $15, whatever, and you're just, you know, whatever, you allocate that, that adds up as well. But then when I started examining my budget and seeing exactly how much I was spending on, um, you know, liquor stores like the LCBO or beer store, even grocery stores, um, bars, 
clubs, fucking clubs, um, or even, you know, all the kind of costs that are associated with that, the Ubers that you have to take, the late night food, and obviously, if you if you want to be like crazy like me and, and kind of factor in the opportunity cost of what you're not doing the next day, which ties back into the productivity, it costs you a lot of money to just have a couple of drinks. So kind of, um, I'm not proud to admit this, but, you know, I would spend on average anywhere between 250 to $600 a month on this habit uh, is what I was noticing. And that that's not a small amount of money. Um, so all this to say the ROI of drinking, like evaluate it. Is it, is it, is the return on investment that high that you're willing to spend money that you could invest in many different areas of your life? Um, I would say for the most part, it's not. And, um, that's not just like, you know, that's not to say quit drinking and never have a drink again. That's just, I'm not telling you to do that, but just, you know, the same people who, who will, you know, complain about not having any money or, you know, oh, I can't afford this or, you know, this or that will also be in the same category as me without even realizing it. So number eight, um, so you take ownership of all the good and bad in your life when you go sober. Um, you know, once once you take a break and and realize like you you start to feel everything again and it goes back to kind of you know just uh, dealing with your own emotions. Um, you realize that you're a hundred percent in control of how you react to whatever good and bad happens in your life. That's a big lesson I learned from not drinking, and you know for me. Uh, taking ownership is very important because no one is responsible for you you and your life more than you and i don't want to you know go too deep into this but you are in control of how you react to everything that happens in your life and uh you know when you stop drinking you're able to take that control a lot a lot better um and then this one, number nine, kind of to top it off. I could I could go on this list for way longer, but, you know, I wanted to do nine. So uh, this one, and it's basically after a few drinks, alcohol makes everyone stupid. There's no other way for me to put this. Honestly, I've realized that alcohol is stupid juice. Um, it's not a bad thing per se. Sometimes it's good to just let loose and be silly, right? Uh, but, you know... Anyone who's been sober around a group of people who are drunk knows how how silly the things people say are, uh, how they act is so stupid, and like your decision making capability is just ridiculous. Like just being around people who are like super drunk when you're dead sober is like like no pun intended, very sobering. You're like, holy shit, like, this person just really say that? Like, yo, this person just do this? Like, it's crazy. And then you realize, oh shit, I've been that person. I've been on that side of it so much. Like, probably every night that I get fucked up. So, kind of just something to keep in mind there. 
um, that's my list. That's my nine things. And, um, you know, again, I could probably keep going, but um, I'm going to end this off with a quote that was shared to me by a mentor of mine. And I believe it's a quote by F. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald that said, the test of a first rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. So with that being said, um, to celebrate 90 days of sobriety, and everything that I've learned, I've taken a recommendation of a good friend of mine, uh, shout out to Jaffet, uh, and I bought this expensive ass whiskey called Oban. So it's about 180 bucks. Um, I'm gonna pour myself a glass, man. It's a pretty beautiful bottle. Um, I recognize the irony in this. After literally listing off nine reasons why you shouldn't drink or, you know, substances and this and that. Kind of my 10th takeaway is that I'm just like adding this in now, but it's like, find, find harmony in your life. Find something, you know, I've found that after, after 90 days, I think I, I think I can appreciate alcohol a bit more and all that to say my habits are definitely going to change moving forward. I don't think I'm ever going to go back completely to the same way in my relationship with alcohol before. But I think now I'm going to appreciate it a bit more. And I'm going to enjoy, you know, the moments when I do drink. And so all that to say, guys, just remember, it's not that deep. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Journey to Success. Um, cheers to you. Thank you for being with me on this journey. Oh man, that's beautiful. Uh, Jaffet said that this is the nectar of the gods. And I agree, this is beautiful. Oh my goodness. So yeah, anyways, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check out it's not that deep podcast.com if you're not already subscribed to the podcast uh, please go ahead and do that apple uh, apple podcasts um, spotify you know anywhere you can listen to podcasts check it out um, i got some crazy things coming to you guys soon and uh, stay safe out here and just remember it's not that deep thanks so much for tuning in